Hello, hello, hello. Another Devo with Pat and Jamie. Right now we are in Philippians and we're getting towards the end of it, Pat. <laughs> That's right. We're in chapter four. So That's it. <laughs> chapter four. Yeah. What verses are we going to go through today? Uh, we're going to check out verses four through nine. Uh, four, four through nine. Four, five, six, seven, okay. eight, nine. And then next week, I think we're going to wrap it up. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah. So here we go. This little section begins like this at verse four rejoice in the Lord. Always. I will say again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with Thanksgiving, present your requests to God and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or see in me, put it into practice and the God of peace will be with you. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Thanks be to God. And so Philippians has this really weird thing that goes on in it. And um, it's, it's this whole idea of rejoicing. So the word rejoice in Philippians occurs more often than any other book of the Bible. Uh, and which is a kind of a weird thing because uh, it's not a very long book of the Bible, but this rejoicing is so frequent in here. Yeah. And the weird part about it is the theme of Philippians isn't necessarily rejoicing. Like it it would be really hard to say like what Paul is saying is rejoice all the time, no matter what. And yes, he does say that that is a part of the book of Philippians, but it's not like that's the central theme. So when people have studied the book of Philippians and they've looked at it, they've kind of said, well, we have to do something with this theme of rejoicing. Like we have to, it has to go somewhere, but it's really hard to decide exactly where it goes. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but this is the most famous rejoicing passage in Philippians okay. is this uh, chapter four, verse four. Yeah. I, I was going to say, and I feel like uh, I have heard pastors wrap up uh, worship services with verse seven as well. Peace of God, which yes. transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts, your minds in Jesus Christ. Kind of like a yeah, in benediction fact, kind of thing. In fact, even today, I was praying for someone over the phone and, you know, like there just wasn't peace going on. And and when you have people in your life who are having a hard time with peace um, and having peace, uh, there's something about God uh, stepping in. And his peace will, will be in there. So there's a lot of good, like pastoral, real world advice things that are that are coming out in this passage. So let's jump into them. I mean, start with verse four, right? Yeah. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Anytime you say something okay. twice, it's super it's important. important. <laughs> uh, yes. Any th- anytime you say something twice, it's super important. Yeah. <laughs> anytime you say something three times... It's even more important. Yeah. So I'm not going to say it four <laughs> times though. Sorry. Uh, and it's a, it's a good, um, the em- emphasis is on the word rejoice, rejoice in the Lord. Always celebrate the Lord. Always uh, celebrate. Yeah. It's kind of cool. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so our 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 job here is to rejoice in the Lord. When should we do it? We should always do it, yeah. right? <laughs> Good times, bad times, happy times, sad times. When you get the A on the test, when you get the F on the test, when you have to take a test, when you don't have to take a test, right? All, all the times you rejoice in the Lord. Yeah. Uh, because the Lord is always worthy of your praise and because the goodness of God um, isn't dependent on our situations. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Amen. Yeah. And that's a hard one to understand. That's a even harder thing to put into practice because right. normally it's like, oh, sweet. I found, you know, $20 bill on the ground today. Rejoice in the Lord. Yeah. Um, but you should also be able to rejoice in the Lord when you're like, oh, bummer. I lost my $20 bill yeah. um, at school today <laughs> yeah, or whatever. Praise the Lord. Um, <laughs> praise the Lord. Right. Yeah. <laughs> It, it doesn't necessarily make sense, but that's that's just kind of the way God's economy works is that we, we continue to be able to rejoice in the Lord yeah. because all of our present circumstances, so everything that's going on in our lives, God has an ultimate final plan for that. Yeah. And so we don't have to be super like freaked out about uh, about it because God's going to take care of everything eventually, even though we're in a tough time, right? Yeah. Um, and then he goes from rejoicing to verse five. Let your gentleness be evident to all. Mm. The Lord is now, near. When you think about gentleness, Pat, what do you think about? Uh, petting a kitten. Oh, <laughs> that's great, man. I, I have a visual <laughs> image of you sitting in your chair like you are right now with a little white kitten on your lap and you're just petting the kitten. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think I said that because my, my best friend just got a little kitten. And you have to be gentle with kittens because if you go in you know, aggressive, like you're going to pet a cat yeah. or a, a dog or a, a a gorilla or something, you know, you can't be aggressive. Yeah. You have to be gentle. I don't know if I'd aggressively pet a gorilla. I don't. I don't know if I would pet a gorilla. I, I don't know where a gorilla came from, to be honest. I don't know what I. But it, it showed up. It made it in here. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. Can you imagine if you went up to a uh, a cat? Or a kitten and tried to pet it like like a dog. Like, like a, hey there, buddy. Like a, hey there, boy. Like a big like, dog. <laughs> like a big dog. It just, it wouldn't work. The cat would freak out. You'd get scratched. <laughs> yeah. All sorts of game stuff. Game over. <laughs> That's right. So Game over is right. So I, I looked up the word gentleness, right? And, and so the word gentleness has, has um, maybe three different ways to look at it, right? It's gentle, to be kind, to be tolerant. And I like that word tolerant, right? Mm -hmm. Um, so when we think about uh, rejoicing in the Lord always, the next thing right there, it's like, let your gentleness be evident. So make it, you know, make it evidenced. Yeah. So everyone can see, right? right? Make everyone be able to understand uh, and do that to all, yeah. to everyone, right. right? Gentleness is not just for your friends. Being kind and tolerant isn't just for the people you like. It's for everyone. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And that's a good word too, man. That's something that I think gets missed in this, right? It's like, let's be kind and tolerant to everyone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, why? Well, it's because the Lord is near. <laughs> the, Lord, yeah. the Lord is in your heart. The Lord is present. The Holy Spirit is uh, is hovering among us. Uh, you know, <laughs> if, you, if you need a reason to be gentle, like that's your reason. The Lord is near. <laughs> yeah. God, God's close. Be gentle. Right? Could you imagine God coming back and you're like in the middle of being super harsh to someone <laughs> or super intolerant of someone yeah. or whatever the opposite of this, you know, of this, 
uh, of this gentleness. Yeah, is. that'd be it's gnarly. <laughs> You're like, oh, uh, oops, <laughs> right? Like, my bad. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> I like. <laughs> I, I like it because it's like a happy thing, but it's also kind of a harsh warning. It's right. Rejoice in the Lord always. I'll say it again. Rejoice. Be gentle to everyone. God is close. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, ah. Well, I mean, it's good. Good mindset. You know, it's true. It's it truth. Is. It, is. It, it is truth. And it's a good mindset. <laughs> yeah. And then he continues on to this next thing. And this is a big one for all of us right now. Do not be anxious about anything. It's like, well, that's easy to say. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. That's super easy to say. Hey, uh, don't don't be anxious just, about anything. Just don't right? freak out. Could you imagine don't freak out if, today. if you <laughs> Yeah, you know, it, it's it's really funny. I gotta tell you a quick story. I was at a, a wedding and uh, it was a wedding rehearsal dinner and there were a bunch of doctors sitting around the table and I'm just like a pastor guy and they're talking about doctor stuff and they're talking about when doctors go to school, they have to do rounds at different, uh, different um, ways of being a doctor, right? You, you don't, you don't just like, if you want to be a, um, uh, an emergency room doctor, you don't just only do that. You, you go around and try everything else out. And so this one doc, the doctor is saying, well, what, which round was like the hardest, like which one was the hardest for you to do? And this really bright guy who's a surgeon, smart guy, he's like, oh man, when it came to psychiatric stuff, I couldn't do it. Oh. And he told this funny story. He said, yeah, there's a guy who was like super anxious and like depressed. And, and he like wanted to talk to me about it. And he, and he said, I just told him, uh, have you tried not being depressed? Oh, <laughs> um, like <laughs> he didn't know what to say, right? He didn't know. He's like, I don't understand any of this. This isn't my world. I don't get it. But sometimes when I read this, you know, if you stopped it right here, you're like, it, it almost seems like Paul is saying like, Hey, don't, don't have anxiety. And you're like, what? Yeah. Like, I, I can't just turn that off. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but he gives a solution to right. it. Yeah. And uh, that's the best that's why you don't just read uh, a little line of scripture and take it at what go. it is because you can take any of this out of context and lose what it's trying to say. Like you, like you're about to say, he, Paul is saying, do not be anxious about anything, but here's a solution in every sin- yeah. situation by prayer and petition with Thanksgiving, present your requests to God. Like it. Yes. And he's saying, if, if you can do that, you, if you can present everything to God, you really have nothing to be anxious about. Cause if you're, if you really believe in the power of prayer, right. And you bring those things before God, God will not let you down. Right. Yep. Maybe God's going to handle it in a different way than you would handle it, but God is not going to let you down. Yeah. So let's say you're super anxious about a test. I mean, this is just kind of hypothetical. Maybe you had to take the ACTs or the SATs or the whatevers, yeah. and you're super anxious about it, and you're like, I'm freaking out about it. Well, in that situation, what should you do? Pray. Ask God, right? Start to talk to God. Praying to God is is a relationship. It's a, it's just talking. It's having a conversation with God. You can pray in your head, Lord, please help me get a good grade on these SATs. But then you should stop and listen right. and see maybe what God tells you. God might tell you, whisper in your ear and say, maybe you should study. <laughs> right? You know, God, God, might, God might say, hey, check out this section. Or, um, hey. hey, you know this. <laughs> like, just like chill out. Hey, uh, don't. Or God might even say something to you like this, like, I want you to go to this school, so don't get a good grade on it. Yeah. 
I don't know if God would <laughs> or, say that, but I'm just saying God works in mysterious don't, ways. Don't play Among Us on your phone all night. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Um, don't try to deal with stress by not studying, not eating and not <laughs> sleeping all night. That was not going to be right. good. So like God, God can give you, you know, in that conversation. And so it's prayer and then petition. Petition is when, is when you take your, uh, your, your prayers before God, but you're requesting it. You're begging for something. You're asking for something. So, so give God the, the relationship of the prayer, but also give God the content, the desire of the prayer. Yeah. And that's a really cool thing too, that God really wants that. And people are like, well, God already knows what God's going to do. And God has, it's like, yeah, you know what? I, I get that. Like God does, God is uh, omniscient. God knows everything. God knows the future because God is timeless. Um, but God wants you, according to scripture, right here, to bring those requests to him. Yeah. And and when you bring them Pat, I'll let you go on to the next part. Yeah, like right? when you bring them the the response or the the chain reaction is verse 7. The peace of God which transcends all understanding and time will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. That's like yes. super cool. And, and it's kind of like exactly what you said. Uh Christ, we don't understand the way Christ works. We don't fully understand, understand it. Paul is saying the way God works transcends anything that we know, any studying scripture and nothing is, is uh, limited with Christ. Could you imagine like just for a second here, could you imagine if Moses, if God told him exactly every step of the way, his entire plan of how he was going to help uh, his chosen people get out of Egypt. Hmm. Like if, if God had gone to Moses and said, okay, here's the deal. You're, you're going to get my people out and here's how it's going to happen. I'm going to have you do all these plagues. They're going to be totally unsuccessful. Yeah. The people are going to get upset because they're going to get too much work. They're going to be overburdened. They're not, they're not going to like you. And then eventually all of these, you know, the firstborn of Egypt are going to die. And finally you're going to get to go. But when you do go, uh, they're going to try to chase you down and get you. But don't worry because you're going to have to go through this big giant wall of water. <laughs> um, and then you're going to be in the desert for 40 years. Kind of a bummer being in the desert for 40 years. But don't worry because I'll give you enough water and food and food to, to drink. And you never will make it into the promised land, Moses. But but you will have led people out of it. So. Yeah. There's the plan. So don't worry. Right? <laughs> right. I think like if God had just showed him straight up, here's what's going to happen. I think Moses would have been more worried. I think Moses would have had a harder time believing. Uh, and I, yeah, I would even go as far to say it. Moses might have like given up on his faith. Yeah. Right. <laughs> He'd have been like, yeah, not me. I'm out. Well, I'm yeah. Out. Or like, yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> I'm not going to yeah. like, I'm not even going to believe that. It's so out there. That's so wild. I don't believe right. that. Uh, it could go, go so anyway. I think when God gives us like, you know, sometimes God in place of giving us all the knowledge that we want, all of the, uh, the things that we want, he gives us peace in, in, in it's this peace. Like it says, it goes, it, it, it doesn't make sense. Right. You can't be peaceful in the middle of, of tragedy, in the middle of suffering, in the middle of, of anxiety. It doesn't make sense to be peaceful, but God can give us that peace, which is so cool. Yeah. Yeah. And that peace guards our hearts and our minds. 
yep. uh, which is so cool that God's peace is actually out there guarding us. Yeah. Yeah. So ver- verse eight, we're going to jump into all of the, the whatever statements. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable. If anything excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned <laughs> or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice and the God of peace will be with you. It's a lot of whatever statements. Yeah, there's a lot of whatever in here, uh, but it's good. Yeah. And it's good because um, all of these things are good things. And I think sometimes we think, you know, if you think, if I was just to say, think of something that is true, noble, right, pure, lovely, admirable, excellent, praiseworthy. You know, maybe you'd think about, oh, like a really beautiful song that you heard. Yeah. Maybe you think about a really kind action that you saw someone do. You're like, that action was, was true. It was noble. Right. It was right. It was pure. It was lovely. It was admirable. Mm-hmm. It was praiseworthy. When I think of this passage, I usually think of things that happen outside of the church, not inside of the church. Right. Yeah. So I think about things that are happening in people's houses, things that are happening, um, out on the street, things that are happening at schools, things that are happening that are just good. And I think, man, there's a lot of good things going on out there that don't necessarily wear the name tag of, you know, super churchy religious stuff. Right. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you've ever looked at this stuff, but there's kind of a popular, um, some popular social media accounts going around that just focus on good news. Oh yeah. And there's a whole bunch yeah. of them. And all they do is they publish news that's good. So basically they publish things that, that are, that are these things that are true, that are noble, that are right, that are pure. Mm-hmm. They publish all this stuff. And I'm telling you, man, it is like so life-giving just to read about it. Um, and when we start to kind of fix our minds on those good things, we start to realize that God is working, not just in the church, but outside the church in pretty amazing. Oh ways. yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I even go as far to think about how many good things happen in the lives of ordinary people every day that aren't published anywhere that aren't, uh, you know, written about what, you know, even for me, a little good thing that happened for me today is I went surfing and the surf was really fun. And I showed up and it was foggy and I didn't think I was going to be able to go out and fog lifted. And I mean, God is at work in weather. I, I, I believe that, but I think, uh, God kind of knew, like I was kind of down about surfing. So we cleared a little patch for me to pile out. The same thing's true with like a sunset, right? A sunset fits all of these things. It's true. It's noble. It's right. It's pure. It's lovely. It's admirable. It's excellent. Yeah. It's praiseworthy. Um, there's a lot of things out there that we can look at and we, we have to realize that, Hey, you know, God is the one who, who does all this. Yeah. Uh, and these are the things that are best to put in our minds. I think sometimes we get down about ourselves. Uh, sometimes the anxieties of all the, the difficult, terrible stuff weigh us down. Mm-hmm. And if we start to, you know, someone might say this is the power of positive thinking. Uh, and yeah, there's something to that, I guess, when you start to think about good things. But I would say, actually, this is something that Paul tells us to do. Mm-hmm. So if, if the Bible's telling us to do it, hey, it's probably not bad. Um Focusing on these good things, these good things of God helps take us out of the world of anxiety, out of the world of stress and puts us into kind of a better mind. Frame. Yeah. Yeah. 
And, and then Paul wraps up this little section, but with a challenge saying, whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put into practice. He's saying, whatever I've written about and whatever you've seen me do or act, however you've seen me act, put all of that into practice. And it's, yeah. And I love that it's everything that he's, he's like, Hey, look at, look at what I'm doing. I mean, man, uh, could you say that about yourself to other people? Like there's things, Pat, that you do that are awesome and you probably could, but Paul's like everything, right? Whatever you've learned or received or heard from me or seen in me put into practice. Yeah. That's a pretty bold statement. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Super bold statement. (laughs) (laughs) Like I, I feel like I've done a lot of good stuff in my life, but if someone was watching me 24 hours a day, could I say everything I did is something they should do as well and practice as well? Uh, <laughs> well, not every day. Yeah. Right? right. There's days when I make mistakes. I don't do the right thing. Yeah. Um, or I ignore the person who needs help or I um, don't drive in a manner that is uh, super Christ-like. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Paul can say that, you know, Paul's like, Hey, you know, I'm going to lay this out there. If you don't know what to do, Watch me. Watch what I'm doing. Put it into practice. Yeah. And then he ends with that great promise. And the God of peace will be with you. The God of peace. I love that. Yeah. Hey, well, I'm just hoping that the God of peace be with all of you who are listening and that all of that anxiety, all of that stress, all of uh, the things that you're feeling now that just don't feel good. Uh, that you're able to take those and give those to the Lord, knowing that he will guard your heart and your mind. Yeah. Praise the Lord. 